Welcome to the Gathering Strength Podcast. Today I'm going to dive into the timeless wisdom of a book that I recently finished called The 48 Laws of Power. The author is Robert Greene. I'm going to explore the intricate dynamics of power, influence, and human behavior. In today's episode, I'm going to dissect the law, offering practical insights and real-world examples. Empower yourself with the knowledge to navigate relationships, make strategic decisions, and unlock your full potential. Get ready to gather your strength and master the art of power in this captivating podcast episode. I'm your host, Ruby Rube. Let's tune in, and I'm going to encourage you right now to take out your writing instrument, uh, pen, chalk, whatever it is, bust out that Lisa Frank stationary writing tablet, and let's get in to the meat and potatoes of today's podcast. Before we get any deeper, I need to acknowledge something that is extraordinary about this book because prison officials feared that this book, according to a prison representative, could show inmates how to control people, how to get people to do exactly what you want them to do. This book is about brutal manipulation tactics. Now, the last thing that we want is a guy in prison or a girl or some non-binary person in their prison cell with a sentence of 25 years to life. We don't want them in their prison cell for 23 hours a day studying every word of this book. Ultimately, being able to rise to the status of supervillain, being able to manipulate everybody, hey, potentially manipulating the, the unintelligent, unsophisticated guards, being able to rise to dominance and manipulating the damn judge. That's how... That's how power works. Power is infinite. And that's the last thing that we need is more people with power using it all willy-nilly. We need power in the hands of people who are diligently striving to better themselves. People who are trying to empower not only themselves, but other people. And this is why... I'm reading the book and why I'm creating a podcast episode about it because I would like to sow a little seed of wisdom to help empower you so that, hey, you can go out and do some good in the world so that you can go out and get what you want. Ultimately, power is about the ability of an individual to get another person to do what they want. And we want to be able to get people to do what we want without harming them. And when you hone in on your sophisticated practices of yielding your power, you can navigate the world and not hurt anybody. So that's why we want to reform our principles and our practices, gain clarity over our values and our virtues so that we can navigate this world a little bit more frictionless. Anyways, onward into the book. Now, the world is like a giant court of constant plotting. We are trapped inside it. There's no use trying to get out of the game. That will only make you powerless, and powerlessness will make you unhappy. Instead of struggling against the unavoidable, 
instead of complaining and whining and feeling pathetic and regretful, it is far better to excel at power. In fact, the better you are at dealing with power, the better friend, husband, lover, wife, husband, and person you will become. By following the 48 Laws of Power, you will soon understand how to make others feel good about themselves, becoming a source of happiness to them. They will grow dependent on your capacities and desire your presence. Being powerful is thus about developing your self-confidence and projecting it onto others. You don't need to share it, you just display it proudly and make others want to be more like you. Also, you don't teach, but let others marvel at your success. Power is not always ethical, and it doesn't have to be. Sometimes to get it, you need to pull some strings and have others do the job you will later take credit for. If no one else did it, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Now, prior to my completion of reading this book, I attempted to read it before. And within like the first couple laws, I was like, man, I thought to myself, this book is teaching me how to be manipulative, how to lie, how to cheat, how to get ahead by man, you know, potentially harming someone else. And so I took the book back. I was like, man, I'm not trying to live my life by these values and principles. And then I heard Ryan Holiday, one of my intellectual role models, talking about the book. And he broke it down in a way that I didn't think about it. Now, Ryan Holiday said something to the sentiment of, if you are not aware of these 48 laws, then you are opening up yourself to be manipulated by them and that made my ears perk up a little bit i was like oh wow you know what you're right ignorance is not bliss as it pertains to being manipulated and the title of this book is called 48 laws of power now these aren't theories these aren't open for interpretation they're not subjective they're laws whether you abide by them or not Hey, that's up to you. At least you know that this energy is out there and this energy has the power to manipulate anybody who is unaware that it is being worked uh, for them or against them. Now, there was one law that resonated with me. Now, throughout this book, you will intuitively know or at least be able to acknowledge and recognize some of these some of these laws of power because you have been able to navigate through your journey of life and you have subconsciously picked up on some of these laws but when you read it in a book and the the law is brought into the forefront of your mind and it is clear and it took a sophisticated mind such as Robert Greene to organize and break down the law, then you can have your aha moment to where you're like, oh, that's what I've been doing, or that's what this person has been doing, and this is how it's been working in my life, etc., etc. One of the laws that resonated with me was law number 40. And now, law number 40 is called despise 
the free lunch. Now here's the summary of Law 40. Law 40 advises against relying on accepting something for nothing, as it often comes with hidden strings attached. It warns that accepting gifts or favors without understanding the motives behind them can lead to indebtedness or a manipulation. The law suggests maintaining independence and self-reliance by avoiding obligations or dependencies that can compromise your power. By despising the idea of a free lunch, you remain in control of your destiny and are less susceptible by manipulation by others. Now, one of these situations that come into my mind that we have all heard of is how the mafia, you know, we've all seen these mafia movies. Uh, Some wise guy would go into, I don't know, like some locally owned deli, some regular average Joe, some dad is just trying to go to work and provide for his family. And then some mafia guy comes in and he's like, hey, we'll offer you protection. Yeah, hey, don't worry about it, right? We got you back. We want you to be a part, feel good and be a part of this neighborhood. Here's your free lunch. Essentially, that's what he's saying, right? He's saying, hey, here's your free lunch. Don't worry about it. We just want you to feel protected. And then two weeks later, those wise guys, they come back and they're like, hey, hey, my guy, I need you to take this package over here to the shipping docks. And I need you to Give it to this guy. And the humble store owner is taken back. He's, he's like, I'm, I'm not going to give a package to anybody at midnight. And they're like, hey, we've been protecting you this whole time. You're going to have to repay. Re- re- repay this, this debt. All right. And there we have a real world example of the free lunch being tied to something that is costly. Now reflect back in your life when someone gave you something out of the quote-unquote kindness of their heart and then time goes by and they try to throw that kind gesture in your face and now you feel in debt to them Well, you have just been manipulated by law number 40. Learn to despise the free lunch. There's nothing free. Be willing to pay the price, the full price of everything all the time. Now, here is the first law that the book opens up with. Never outshine the master. Avoid drawing too much attention to yourself and respect those in power. The book goes on to say, make those above you feel comfortable in special ways. In your wish to please or impress them, do not go too far in exhibiting your capabilities. Or you might end up inspiring fear and insecurity. Those who achieve high status in life are like kings and queens. They want to feel comfortable in their roles and superior to everyone around them in intellect, humor, and elegance. It is a fatal but common misconception to think that by revealing and flaunting your talents, you are winning the master's affection. Robert Greene goes on to say, make your masters appear a lot more powerful than they are and you will achieve the status of power. 
Now, to me, that sounds a lot like, hey, be willing to kiss some ass. As much as we all don't want to get down on our, uh, our knees and put our puckered lips to the rectums of people who are above us in the hierarchy, man, that is, that's the rule number one. We're going to have to kiss a little bit of ass. Don't ask me who, what, when, where, or how much ass to kiss or whose ass to kiss. You're going to have to look at whatever hierarchy you're in and see where you're trying to climb. Now, don't go into any any uh, casting couch situations. You, man, that, this is a tough one to swallow, right? You're going to have to kiss some ass. You're going to have to make those above you feel like they're the most humorous, the smartest, the most top dog. Because if you don't, they don't like competition and your presence and your intellect and your sophistication that you bring can make them feel diminished. And if they're in a place of power, hey, you got to go because you're making them feel emotions that they don't want to feel. Law number two, never lay too much trust in friends. Know how to manipulate enemies. Hey, that sounds practical. Let's go on to see what this one is all about. Be skeptical of friends. They will betray you more hastily, for they are easily moved to be envious. Oh man, that sucks. Looks like these friends aren't uh, the people who we thought that they were after all, right? Turns out that they were more hastily uh, to betray you because they are easily envious. They also become bad and autocratic. But employ a former enemy and they will be more loyal than a friend because they need your validation. Lord, here's a little prayer that he he constructed for himself. Lord, protect me from my friends. I can take care of my enemies. Sheesh. Told you, hey, you know what? This book is banned from prisons. Law number three, hide your intentions. Keep people out of the know by never dis- disclosing the motive behind your actions. If you do not indicate what you are up to, they cannot organize a defense. Lead others reasonably down the wrong path. Engulf them in enough smoke, and by the time they sense your intentions, it will be too late. Law number four, always say less than you could. When you try to impress people with words, the more you say, the more ordinary you appear and the less power you have. Even if you are saying something flat, it will seem unique if you make it vague and open-ended. Law number five, guard your reputation with life. Reputation is the core of power. Through reputation alone, you can coerce and win. Once you make a mistake, you are all susceptible and will be attacked on all sides. This text that I'm providing you, it's just quick little footnotes. The laws go much more in-depth. Once again, this is just an attempt to get you to you know, go out and buy the book or at least sow some seeds of curiosity in, hey, maybe obtaining some information on how the world works a little bit more because, man, we need to remain humble and know that we don't know it all. 
ignorance is not bliss as it pertains to navigating life and becoming a titleless leader. A couple more laws for you. Law number seven, delegate the work but always take credit for it. Man, that, that doesn't sound too ethical, but it is a law. Here we are right here. Use the wisdom, insight, the ideas of other people to further your cause. Not only will such relief save you valuable time and energy, but it will also give you a sacred aura of efficiency efficiency and tempo. In the end, your helpers will be neglected and you will be recognized. Once again, I'm not saying to that this is right or this is wrong. I'm simply exposing these laws so that if you are on the receiving end of this law, you're going to have to develop a backbone and some confidence and some strength to fight against these opposing forces. Because we don't want people to take credit for the work that we do. We don't want people to take our shine, our brilliance, our money, our rewards. Nope. We're going to have to gather our strength to be able to fight against people who are trying to take credit for our work. Law number eight. Have other people come to you. Lure them if you have to. When you make the other person act, never forget you are the one in control. It is always better to make your foe come to you, abandoning their plans as they do. As they do, Lure them with fabulous games, then attack. You should know you hold the cards. One final law before we shut it down and move on is law number nine. Win through your actions. Never try to win through argument. Any temporary victory you think you've gained through argument is a costly victory. The hostility and ill will you provoke is powerful and extends longer than any temporary change of opinion. It is much more influential in getting other people to approve of your actions without saying a word. Act. Do not explain. There we have it. That will do it for today's podcast episode. Once again, this book is controversial. It is banned from prisons because power in the wrong hands. Man, that's uh, that's something we, we want to avoid at all costs. And once again, if you are blind to these 48 laws of power, then you are susceptible to being manipulated in a negative way. And ultimately you are going to be taken advantage of. And if you are blind to it, then guess what? Your kids are going to be blind to it. Your family is going to be blind to it. You can be that person to help illuminate these paths, these moves, and ultimately reveal a little bit more of how the world works so that you and your family can successfully navigate the tumultuous ups and downs, the vicissitudes of life, And you can hopefully land in a place of abundance, a land of milk and honey. In order to get there, we need to learn. The more you learn, the more you earn. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it to the end of this podcast, right on. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, it's onward, always onward.